Let's welcome everybody into our first full week on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. I'm Nick Kiprios alongside Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, pushing the right buttons, Derek Brandeo, Jen Rolnick, and we are good to go live on Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, and and Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6 Eastern. We'll get you on tap for a big night in the National Hockey League. Led by Austin Matthews and his back-to-back hat-tricks on Saturday night. Can he follow Can he follow up with a third one? Boys, um, yeah, we had, we, we had envisioned a better Austin Matthews this year mm-hmm. coming off a subpar 40-goal season by his standards. But I don't think anybody really saw this start. No, and you know what? Obviously, the goals are good. Uh, that's my hockey analysis for the show. Goals are good. But it, the rest of the play just looks so much better to me, so much more confident handling it, taking contact, and him and Mitch Marner turning pucks over, you know, going in there and picking pockets and staying on the, on the offense. To me, they just look. I shouldn't say they because Mitch looked good last year too, but Austin looks like he did at his best, which is a great sign for the Leafs this year. We got a great uh, hour, uh, obviously, around the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first hour. We'll also welcome in Darren Pang, yeah. who's in town to cover tonight's game that you can find on Sportsnet. Chicago Blackhawks, Connor Bedard in town, yes. and we're going to get right into uh, you know the hype and and where it is. And although the numbers aren't overwhelming, there are signs that suggest that uh, there's a lot of things that. Uh, uh, have been overwhelming in terms of where this guy is yeah. already. We'll get into that with uh, Darren Pang. And uh, Sammy, we'll throw it over to you. And, yeah. and by the way, last week, I said if you guys were on your best behavior, yeah. you played your cards right, <gasps> I'd take you to the hockey game tonight. And uh, I can confirm yeah. you two are going. Oh, so. I wore I wore a fancy shirt yeah. just in case. I'm feeling like a bit of an idiot here. Like I just wore like a normal shirt that I would normally wear. Like I don't think I look okay. And Sammy, you be you. I know, but yeah, you, you guys show look, up. Look at you guys. Look at you. Look at a million bucks. <laughs> I look like a schlub. You show up in a canali suit tonight, and people are gonna. That's like, true. You're done. Yeah, I am who you. I am. Yeah. I am who I am. But I mean, both you guys look spectacular. I as went usual. to the alumni box with him last year, or the oh, year yeah. before, oh, right. you and you I felt on someone's foot. Right? I did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Intentionally, yeah. and I'm yeah. coming for him again tonight too. She better not be there. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, try not to step on anybody's feet tonight. I, Sorry about that. Again. I uh, yeah. I'm, last time we went to the Leafs game uh, was that last year we went when we went to the Islanders game. Yes, and I uh, went with Kipper, and it was like going with Brad Pitt. Oh, stop. Uh, I've never, <laughs> I've never seen someone get stop and courteous. You stop for a picture with everyone. You took a picture with everyone. I've never seen anyone get asked more to take a picture. Kipper, that's Kipper. But. And by osmosis, it's happening to me. Like, I, it's unbelievable. You I, are it's, a now an, a national celebrity. It's out of control. It's out of body. <laughs> it's this complete fantasy camp. Like, I played hockey last night, and the whole other team's like, oh, Sammy, Sam. Like, it's out you know, of it's control. Kind of, people are going to fight you now. They're going to be like, nah, they, yeah. they were pretty good to us. They were asking if uh, Kipper lent us Mike Richter for a game last night. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Chris. Played pretty well. But, yeah, it's, it's crazy. All it's right, great. before we dive into more Connor Bedard hype, uh, just... The biggest difference right now, I know it's early, and mm-hmm. yeah, he's had some bounces, albeit some kind of goals that didn't necessarily go in for him last year, like yeah. 
three feet off the goal line, short <laughs> right. side the other night. But w- what's the biggest difference that you've seen already out of Austin? Well, I just say a confidence thing, you know, because he shot that second. But I know the one you're talking about. They thought Tavares got it or whatever, and that one finds a way in off the goalie's right skate. It's like he just wasn't shooting those pucks, you know, a second before everyone thinks you should shoot it like he has been so far this season. And that speaks to how good he's feeling. And you know how it is when you're on a hot streak. You just feel like anything can go in. And, and he looks like he believes this year. And, boy, six goals in two games. Tough to not imagine him being 50, 60 goals this year if he looks like this and stays healthy. It's just the confidence and way he's playing and the sellies that he has after every goal. Like, he just feels like he's feeling it. He's refreshed. He's yeah. healthy. Well, he's, I don't know. Bounce just, off him. I, Maybe he's hurt last year at the start of the year. Like, I really don't know. Oh, there was the wrist surgery, right? That was talked about a lot. But, I mean, maybe there's something more. He just looks way better. Wouldn't you feel it too, though, if uh, if you jumped a million dollars in salary over Me? Yes. Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon after he won a Stanley Cup and you just, the best you, you've done in your career is win one round? Yeah. I don't know, man. A lot of people think it's the opposite. A lot of people think it's the contract year where you haven't got paid yet that you get the best out of people. Look at Willie right now. Is he being motivated because he's not paid? Is Matthew? My guess is they're just good. Yeah. They're just really good hockey players. Yeah. And right now, I mean, Nylander's another guy that just feels like, you know, a, a tier above where he's been in the past. Uh, no one in the league's touched six goals yet. There's a couple of guys. Uh, Brock Besser, uh, you know, had a big night as well to, to get out of the gate here early. Is there any part of you that is at least, I wouldn't say the word bothered, but Uh-oh. six goals and no assists. No. Cy, Young, Cy Young favored yeah, early. Exactly. Like yeah. no. once upon a time, not to take you guys oh, here back before you were born, <laughs> but we I scored some big goals <laughs> okay. in junior. Yeah. And I think the most I had was about 35 assists. Yeah. Mm. And I'll, I'll be darned if I didn't, you know, look you guys in the eye and say, I hated it when people said Cy Young. It Cy bothered Young? me. Yeah, I don't think he's got it one of the best. Me. He's got maybe the best passer in the world on if, his line. It doesn't matter. If he scores 60 and has 20 assists, is, are you okay with that? Of course. Of course. I mean, I could not care less. But the thing is, you know, the implication, I guess, being that he's not passing the puck, and that's just not the case. I mean, there's multiple instances of him setting guys up. I, I don't think he's a one dimensional guy or anything. No. So does you bother. do? I, I think he's a shooter. I don't yeah. I don't see him as a playmaker at all, right? Yeah. And I think I think when it comes to Tavares and Matthews, they're not traditionally real true setup guys. Yeah. Well, and what's funny is here we are in the early season small sample stuff. No one in the NHL has more assists than John Tavares. Zero and five. He's got the young Cy, whatever the opposite <laughs> of the Cy Young yeah. is. He's, yeah. You know, so I, I think the stuff levels out. Yeah. Outside of, uh, okay, you want to talk about Willie a little bit? Because uh, I think there was a sign I, I saw Saturday night when they were up, I think, 4-3. He had a golden opportunity in front of that. He smashed his stick. Did you guys notice that? Yep. Oh, no, I didn't he see did. that. Yeah, he not typically competitive, Willie. Well, no, can we say competitive <laughs> in a contract year? <laughs> not typically what uh, emotion that we've seen in the past out of right. Willie, you know, uh, smashing the stick against uh, uh, the glass and then coming back to the bench and doing the same thing. He does seem to want it right now. I mean, that goal he scores, you know, uh, Ekman, what's his name? Erickson Eck was the guy on Willie when Willie dangled it backhand toey cuts it across the net like that's a good hockey player he's up for Selkie awards every year and Willie just put him on his back 
whatever it is, if it is contractor, if it's just 27 and, and taking over the league, there he looks different. When he's than gone, he has he's gone, past. right? Austin <laughs> Matthews, you, Austin. You want to go to a clip of uh, Sheldon on Austin and uh, his uh, yeah. towards start from Saturday? Let's do it. I do think he's come in refreshed and healthy. I think he's had a really good offseason. But I, I've said it since day one of camp. I think Austin's just, he's, he's focused on the big picture here. He's looking to really drive our team. He knows his job is to score. But I really don't think he cares how many goals he gets, what the number is in the end. It's about how many, how many wins we have and, and how good um, our team is and what we're building towards, how he can lead us there. Uh, that's where his focus is and all the others. Okay, he had me until he said uh, Austin doesn't care about how many goals he gets. He keeps played hockey, played in the NHL. He has to know everyone I, cares how uh, many goals they have. The goal scorers, they want their cookies. That's well, yeah. like a self-worth thing. It's how you judge yourself when you're a goal guy. So, yeah, I'm not on board with that. But I'm on board with the coach trying to put him over as uh, all that matters is the wins. And... You know, you made a point earlier about uh, Mitch Marner. Um, on the, especially for me, uh, the one I think you're talking about is the wraparound hat trick goal where Marner's in the corner with, I think, Zuccarello and exactly. uh, Goligoski. Uh, and yeah. he, he, I don't know if there's anyone that, that size that can keep pucks alive better than Mitch Marner. It's like he's got a fishing net. He can, like, reach in from behind and just, like, pull it off guys' sticks. And yeah. all of a sudden, I really think that's one of the most frustrating parts of playing Matthews and Marner is not that they pass it around you or whatever, is that on the forecheck, you're not getting mowed over. They're just they're sticks in there all the time. Good sticks, good sticks, and all of a sudden it's turned over. If, you know, Bertuzzi can have an element to that, they're going to spend the whole season in the offensive zone. I think when you talk about your money players, your core four guys, you've gotten everything you've wanted out of all the big boys. Now, where are we after two games with the guys underneath them? Mm -hmm. Because you watch in a game on a Saturday night where you think things should be under control at 4-1. Minnesota finds a way to get back in the game, and then it's just your big boys taking over again. So yeah. where where are you in the big, big, big picture? I, you know, <laughs> no, maybe not as positive. They, they've won two games. They've scored a ton. Everything's rosy and all that. But if you're the coach, you're, you're sitting there and going, you're not sure about Minton after a couple games, right? He's not going to be here for game 10, I don't think. He's, I thought he's much better in game two than game one. Um, but yeah, you know, Max has been bumped down by his coach, Max Domi. He's moved him off the second line to the third line. I think speaks to some of the things he said. One of the things Keith said about him was he wants him to manage the puck in the offensive zone better, trying to force plays and turning pucks over. Yeah. And now you're chasing it the other way. So, you know, I don't think he loves that. And even the fourth line, as much as they've talked about them, they've actually given up a ton of, they've spent a lot of time in their own zone too. So maybe not super pumped about the depth so far. What about yeah. yourself? Listen, I, I, they cannot just rely on Matthew scoring 60 goals and 100 points out of Mitch Marner. We've, That's we've, been the playoff we've problem, right? We've like, seen it in the past. Uh, I think, and this isn't even a blue line per se, because Tavares has been on the ice for a few goals. That line's been on. For yeah. a few goals. The Tavares line's been outscored three to nothing in sixteen minutes. And you so can far. you can you can love his five assists, but you know the the metrics have has to line up 
better than yeah. being even or minus. Yep. And they still have trouble in their own zone. And this is not picking on six guys of a blue line and then go trade two defensemen and everything gets fixed. They've got to do a better job of being 200-foot men defending. Yeah. And we haven't seen that in the first two games. Well, I think that's part of what Dubas was doing, no? Like in terms of knowing the the shortcomings of the top six guys and then kind of building a defensive-minded bottom six that's going to be able to kind of help them with that, Yeah, right? But you know what? Right now, they don't feel comfortable playing that fourth line. I don't think the way you're talking about, like as a fourth line that was starting yeah. the D zone, uh, the Matthews line started in the D zone far more than the fourth line. I know they play more in general, but typically they've been given those minutes to the fourth line. Keith doesn't feel as comfortable to me with this fourth line and how it's used. Well, he's trying, though. He's trying to get comfortable. He's putting yeah. them in some, some key situations here, but <sighs> tell you what, there's some coaches that just, they think that they can get certain amount out of fourth line, and then they just shut them down. That's enough. You've done your job. But to keep going back to the well every once in a while, and I think Keith's shown that early, late in periods, putting them out there. Like, he he wants them to grow into something that may or may not happen. Yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting because I talked about maybe Minton is not going to be here for too long. You know, if things don't work out, there's a bunch of guys that they can go, okay, well, you know, I sent you guys the Marley stuff. Nick Robertson has five points in two games in the American League. You know, Bobby McMahon's got a couple of goals. Yeah, but they're Holmberg. not. But, but just to my point earlier, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not calling up Nick Robertson because you need more goals. No. You need a guy that Holmberg can defend. Here. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah, know? Holmberg would be a guy that you'd sit there and say bigger, heavier uh, than Minton. Now's the time for the switch. Yeah. But, again, putting the puck in the net is not their issue right now no it's not and they've given up was it four goals and five goals so given up nine goals in two games and we haven't even mentioned the defensive side of things there where you're looking at you know Lilligren and Giordano not even being the biggest problem it's that uh what's in 22 McCabe and uh in Klingberg all right before we touch on that a little bit more let's go to Sheldon Keefe on our clip number two on uh, the switch between Yarncroc and Domi Looking at those lines, I, I just thought that um, I thought <clears throat> I thought that the Tavares Nylander line could use more defensive help, and I thought that the Mitten Nyes line could use a little more offensive push and punch and playmaking, and uh, so I just decided to make that switch, and and I thought it worked well. I thought both both guys already and 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 Max both kind of had their best periods. Uh, of the of the six plus that we've played here, so that was good. Yarny scored us a huge goal, um, so that was encouraging. Nyes, Minton, Domi. Yeah, see, listening to sh- listening to Keith there, it, you know, instead of relying on Domi, instead of relying on somebody to come in to help Willie and Tavares defensively. Why don't you go up to both of them and just say, hey, you guys need to be better defensively. Yeah. Well, like, why, why is it on somebody else? Why don't you just get them to play a little harder or a little smarter in their own zone? And even if it means yeah. cutting the offense a tad, wouldn't that help you yeah. in, in April and yeah. May? In theory, you're bang on. But, like, you can't. 
you know, what is it? Teach paint, a dog. Right. Paint stripes <laughs> on a pussycat, whatever the expression is. Like, these guys have been Toronto Maple Leafs for a long time. They presumably have asked them at some point to try to defend a little bit. <laughs> I'm sure Keith has talked to Willie and been like, hey. It ain't happening. So you can, either, <laughs> you can either be like, all right, we need to fix this issue. You and I, I think, have talked with them. They just shouldn't play together. No, they have never had chemistry. No. But, They've never, ever once really shown any bit of chemistry together. Right. But they get outscored consistently. What, 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 what choice does Sheldon have? Like, yeah. where, where? Where I mean, we change? Could, we, could do, we could do the switch right? up thing again. We, we've talked about this uh, for Math- the last three, yeah. four years. Yeah. Yes. And they need to let Matthews you just think, be a horse and drive a line. You, you think Austin's losing Mitch Marner? You crazy? You know what? No Can we way. be done caring with that? He's got a four-year deal after this but, year. He wants his cookies, though, right? Well, great. He, he earned them cookies. then. He doesn't need Mitch. He just because he wants them doesn't mean he gets them. Oh, Tavares <laughs> needs Mitch. So bad. Tavares loves yes. having Mitchell on his line. Why wouldn't you? Oh, the best. Yeah. So we score 47 with Mitch on his wing. Give him Mitch. Let Willie be on the third line and just play with Nyes and let that third line power it through. You're nuts. You, I'm can't, not br- nuts. you can't break up that top line. That's going to be the best line in the league. We do not agree. Well, then you got one line. Yeah, I guess. You're getting outscored with the, you know, Nylander and Tavares making But you all can't do something else with the other nine? Well, I mean, you can shuffle them up all yeah. you like. Is, is Yarncroc going to help that second line? No. I've been having some already in my head. I'm like, I wonder if someone Not, would take Yarncroc and you just call up. I'm starting to hear, like, already some people maybe getting on Max Domi a little bit. They, they want more. They expect more. Yeah. And Give can, him a sack. Well, come on. Two games in. And it is Toronto, and yeah. there is a scenario here where he may need a little while to feel good about his game. But And, yeah, there might be some issues for sure. But if you ask me in April, I'd rather have Max there than Yarn Kroc. Yarn Kroc, to me, is a good regular season player that can help you get your points. Right. But I'm not sure I want to go in the trenches with Yarn Kroc in a best of seven. Well, we've already seen it. We saw this past year with Yarn Kroc, and we kind of I don't know. remember him having the puck in playoffs last year. I Yarn couldn't Kroc. give you one memory. Was he, inti- was he intimidated? I am that's not my, at that's liberty my first to thought. guess that. That's my first thought. Anytime I've ever played with somebody yeah. who all of a sudden is not involved in the play, is not physically engaged, is like, yeah, he's probably a little intimidated. Yeah. So maybe Max wouldn't be that, right? Like, Max has played on a lot of teams, though, Kip, that haven't been in the playoffs. I know he's joined teams lately, but... For people to think that Max is going to be a fixture on the top six and, and score 50 or 60 points or be an answer, uh, uh, is, is, no, that's not him. He's going to fluctuate. There's times when he's going to be up, he's going to be down. There's going to be sometimes some he's going to play point s- nights and, 17 minutes, sometimes yeah. it's 12. But for me, you're, you're gearing Max into a playoff scenario. They're asking him to be patient, though, with the puck and wait for opportunities and whatever. I think there's a probably a great desire to come to Toronto and light it up, right? And I'm sure that there's pressure there, yeah. a unique pressure there that other players don't feel given his family history. So I, I agree that I think it's fair to give him some time. And I'm not sure what that means, though, because it doesn't work. I don't like either of the lines he's on right now. I'd like to see him a little better insulated. You know, like Yarncroc is a guy that could play on the other side from him, can play defense a little bit. Yeah. Nye's mint in him. That scares me a little. I agree. You know what I've really liked in the first little while is that uh, Nye's, Nye's to me is the biggest sleeper here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Agree. Okay. I, I think that when the time's right, you bump them up and you put them in scenarios with, you know, you can even move Bertuzzi down just to get that, that little bump if you need it down yep. the road. But the mere fact that they haven't thrown the kitchen sink at him already, I think is a really good sign. It is good. And it's unlike how they've handled guys like him in the past. So that's a... Well, it's not how they handle him in the playoffs. It's like, oh, we need you really bad. Can you come and play well, yeah. top six <laughs> minutes? And, you know, I hope you don't hurt your head. Yeah. Like, don't get assaulted by Sam Bennett. Hope that doesn't happen to right. you. Yeah. So that, to me, is a, a good sign. And, and I think he's been sleepy good yeah. the first couple of games. He's I do. He doesn't play a lot, though. Like, what's his, what did he play on Saturday? Again, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. okay with it. Less is more, and get him hungrier. And a couple times behind the net, man, he protects the puck, well, and he brings it out. Comfortable and it's taking like, contact, which I've said a couple times tonight, but it, engage, today, but it he, is. He, it he make, he's better. Yes. Better in that one-on-one scenario where he's protecting the puck. He's a giant person. You know, like once he gets confident that guys can run into him, like the way that Dreisaitl yeah. turns his back, it's very much like Yager. He can do that and hold guys off. The other conversation I want to touch a little bit off Saturday night is this uh, this Ryan Reeves and just kind of following it from afar in social media about like how valuable he is. And even the listener you mentioned right off the show, well, like, you have a lot of chances. And it's like, is, is he really making them that much better? And does he deserve all the accolades or credit uh, in the first couple of games? And I'm just, for me, it, it, he's been terrific. He's been terrific. Their, okay. their line was outshot 18 to 2 the other night. So, so may, that's where your anal- analytics come in and say, I mean, that's, so you can right? either think that I made that up or that happened on the ice. Yeah. When he was on the ice, their net got peppered. I think Ryan Reeves is great. I don't I'm blame not, Ryan Reeves for that. I, I, I can't disagree. I'm watching the same thing. Yeah. I'm watching him in the last minute cough up a hairball, you know, and almost turned into a great scoring opportunity he against him. He himself has been good, I thought. But as advertised, and Saturday yeah. night, a prime example where they're kind of down and not much going on, and then he smokes Frederick Goudreau. Yeah. Smoked him. Smoked him. That's as hard as we've hit in 10 years. And there's some people still go, is it a bad? It's like, if if that's not a good hit, I'm shutting down. I'm walking out the door right now. But it's also, and they haven't had anyone who will throw the, was that good? Was that clean? Was it not hit? Which in itself has value. Who cares? Great. The Leafs could use someone who makes people go, I should probably check over my shoulder. That's the way it should work. Okay, whether it was a clean hit or a, a, a dirty hit is sometimes almost irrelevant for Marcus Foligno to turn around and say, hey, not on my watch. You're not taking runs at all our players Good and I'm just going to stand around. Good for him. And that was a great, great fight, fight yeah. for the Toronto Maple Leafs and in many respects, obviously, a good fight for Marcus Foligno to stand up for his teammates. Yep. The last thing you want to see is Ryan Reeves pull a George LaRock, where the building's quiet. He's mic'd up, and he's like, hey, hey you want to go? And then they tap each other, and it's like, yeah, good luck. Yeah. You know, for no apparent reason. Both times he's fought this year, it's been because he's been Off crushing shoulders. Big hits. Yeah, yes. in the flow of the game, yes. you know, where it, like, made sense. Right. Not just, like, a stage fight off a draw or something like right. you mentioned. Yeah. The only, you know, and listen, I mean, I've, I've lived it. You, you can't do it every night. No. You got to, at times... Be but smart if it happens and, 10 times this year, you'd be happy, right? Yeah. Just maybe, maybe 15. Can't go on the pace he's on right now. Everybody's talking about Austin Matthews' pace. <laughs> I don't like Ryan Reeves' pace right yeah. now 
at his age. Great first impression, right? But for Leafs fans and gets the coach. The, gets the belt in the locker room after yeah, from like Austin Matthews. Obviously matters. Yeah. By the way, all the guys were like, keep the belt. He, was, yeah. he stood up to give it out. And yeah. They were like, just hang on to that yeah. thing. Yeah, I, give it out. yeah like I, I love it, but I do see what the fourth line having some struggles. Right. You know, but, I rewatch yeah, so them. a lot of that, and there's something I probably should have got to sooner, is it's the D to me that they can't get the puck up and out the zone. Mm. Every time there's a puck in the corner, uh, you know, it gets blindly rimmed up a wall and then it gets pinned and all of a sudden they're in their own zone. So the D so far, a lot to be desired. Okay, and we we can sit here and say it's early, but this is is now four or five weeks from training camp. I don't see any improvement. I I still see bad decisions. I hated the fourth goal by Minnesota. The game's done. It's locked. Why are you giving up a fourth goal at home? Yeah. In front of the net. I think it was McCabe that kind of, listen. Was it the one where, uh, what's his name? Yeah. DeHame, I think, Mm -hmm. put it through his legs. Yeah. It's a great, actually a great goal. You know. Oh, that one. It was, it was. But we want McCabe to do there. I don't want them to score. That's all. I just, I I want the puck out. I want the puck out and I just don't want any quality chances anymore. Yeah. Okay. That's all. I get it. I get it for sure. I don't want to give up a fourth goal at home. It's 4 1 or whatever, you know, and all of a sudden it's 4 3. Same thing where it's like, can we not have to, you know, have this be stressful? Do we not? And, you know, Samsonov, again, the short side. Brutal. Goal. Brutal. Brutal. Boldy. Boldy. Great shot, but brutal. And next thing you know, you come off a subpar training camp. And your first two games, you've got a goal against average of 4.42 and a save percentage of 839. And mm. now it was a scheduled start. Joseph Brick Wall. It, it, was a, it was a scheduled start for Joseph Wall, but that's, that's four or five days he's got to stew on. He hasn't been very good. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, it will be interesting because the door is open for a guy like Wolf. He goes out tonight and blank Chicago or something. You know, if you're the coach and you're going into game four of the season, are you already wondering which guy you want to start? Probably. Yeah, I don't see Wall making any – they'd be nuts to, to, to push a narrative of uh, this guy uh, taking over or well, – It's not like they, he's they, they need to. Either. Even if it's not true, you need to absolutely sell the narrative that uh, all we're looking out of this guy is 20, 25 starts. Yeah. And just Samsonov, you can't, you can't lose Samsonov off of a bad training camp in two, two starts. Yeah. No. We have so much more to get to, but I know we have such a small window yeah. of panger. We should probably yeah. we should hit, already. We should yeah. hit a break because, you know, the wild on a Saturday night, good win or whatever, but yeah, tonight's yeah. the night. <laughs> tonight's the night. And Sammy and JB will be there to soak it all in. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Darren Pang, former NHL goalie hockey analyst with TNT, in town tonight to talk Connor Bedard. That and more when Real Kipper and Bourne returns your daily dose of everything nfl it's the fan Checkdown with matt marchese and donovan bennett subscribe and download the show on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts
All right, we're back. Back to more leaf before we go into our national hour at the top of the clock, where we'll also welcome in Eric Francis out of Calgary, and we'll help tee up the Calgary Flames and the Washington Capitals tonight. But it's all about Connor Bedard and whether or not, in my opinion, I love it. Go that this this hype machine might be getting slowly to a point where it's just, it's too much on the kid and we're asking too much of him. Well, there is, I don't think you can ask more, you know, like we are at Impossible. max capacity. He's doing in-game interviews. He's doing, he's sitting on the couch with Colby and Sidney Crosby. He's playing 20 some minutes a night. He's in Boston, Pittsburgh, Montreal, Toronto. It's all you can ask from a kid. Playing pretty well. I get. Playing really well. I get that you want to hype him and the sport up. And it's a wonderful Chicago major market. I get all of that. But is someone there to protect the kid? Is someone there to say, let's just, you know, back off a little bit. When to... When to have him breathe a little bit? When to start pushing 19 other guys? All right, let's welcome in Darren Pang, former NHL goalie, hockey analyst on TNT, and maybe the perfect guy to ask this question. Panger, how are you? Kipper, I'm doing fantastic, buddy. I'm actually signing a Blackhawk puck right now, putting the old number 40 on it. How about nice. that? Nice, nice. You and Sammy McKee, two of the biggest <laughs> celebrities we know around here. <laughs> hey Panger, we're just we're, we're You're we're, a beauty. We, yeah. we are talking Connor Bedard and uh you know his first visit to Toronto. Uh we we got a, a glimpse of it uh Saturday night in Montreal. Hockey night in Canada. He puts the headsets uh to talk to Ron in the panel and I'm just wondering like how would there be a concern at all in terms of the pace that he's had the moment he showed up for a rookie camp? And when is the ask too much? Yeah, that, it's a great question, Kipper. And I think all of us that have been around the game, you know, we think it every day. And, you know, here I'm new to the Blackhawks broadcast. And, and uh, you know, every day our, our producer, you know, says, look, we got we to gotta run with him again. I mean, you got Ian Austin Matthews. We're in Montreal. We've got, you know, he's in Montreal for the very first time. You know, we'll have our home opener on Saturday the 21st against Vegas. He's going to be in the. He's going to be in the open. We'll interview him on the ice, and then I think following that game, Kipper, um, because this has been a whirlwind. But I think following that game, I think we're all going to get back to okay. Now let's settle everything down a little bit here, and and uh, the kid needs a break. Um, I'm not saying that's the number one reason why they didn't have a morning skate here today, uh, but I, I believe that you know with with the demands on Connor, uh, the demands on the locker room, and you know what it's like being a trainer. You're there all day now. The kid doesn't leave the ice. I think they needed a break this morning, and that was one of the main reasons for uh, for not being there at the morning skate to really truly get some rest after this after this run that the kid has been on. But in answering your question, I think he's got more energy than I do, Kipper. I, I mean, the, the, he's got an engine that doesn't stop. He's uh, so I, I think if you're worried about him running out of gas, that won't be the case. But I just think running out of demands and and expecting him to do every single interview is too much to ask in a team sport. And I and I think it it you know. We, we all know that there are certain athletes that get that every single time. 
but eventually the players start, you know, stepping in a little bit, the veterans and, and, and uh, getting it away from Connor and protecting them a little bit more than, than, than what's happening right now. Panger, I'm, I've got open a Sport Logic page right now, looking at shots in the NHL so far. Uh, number one, Nathan McKinnon. Number two, Connor Bedard, uh, ahead of Eichel, Kachuk, and Stutzla. How have you? What have you made of his start on the ice? How has he played? How does his game look like? It's stacking up against NHL players. Um, I think it's. I think it's. It's stacked up really well. I mean, I think everybody knows that he's a. You know, they know that he's a shooter, but I'll give you some, some insight too. Like this morning, I, I, I told Sheldon, keep aside just for, just for a minute and asked if there's anything other than that. And he said, the thing that's impressing the most is his, his entries into the zone. Uh, when he, when he winds it up, um, you know, he gets it through his own blue line. Then he gets it through the neutral zone, through the red line. Then he gets it across the blue line. So uh, that's one area that I think Toronto is going to do a good job against him and getting forwards to attack him and have a little bit more uh, pressure on him. But as, as far as the shot, as we well know, you know, like, he's not a one-trip pony. I, I think that's the best way to say it. It's not just the shot. It's the hockey sense that he has and the presence that he commands when he's got the puck. But there's no doubt uh, that he could actually even shoot the puck a little bit more than what he has, believe it or not. There's been many situations where he's had good openings, but he's been, you know, he's been trying to move the puck around and share the wealth a little bit. And the other thing is, I think he's he's conscientious right now. He's got to hit the net more. I mean, he's missed the net a number of times, too, just trying to, you know, really fine-tune that shot where something on net, uh, even from distance, will be good enough to at least create a rebound or maybe sneak through the goalie. Panger, not to date us, but me and you, we've been around to, to see these phenoms that come around every 10 years or so, uh, like a, a Mario, an Eric, uh, a Sydney. Where does this one for Connor uh, stack up to compare those and record ratings, I guess, for the first game that he was involved with and, you know, the pressure to, to live up to the hype. I think of Mario and Eric in particular, and I remember more of a veteran team around him. I look at the Chicago team and outside of Taylor Hall, I, I'm not sure how much he can lean on others. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it is a different scenario. I mean, clearly, you know, I mean... <laughs> You know they they weren't even you know they weren't even close to a playoff team last year. That's why they got the number one overall pick. So it's not like it's right around the corner that this team is going to be a playoff team. But um, you know, in doing so, they, they adding Nick Foligno and adding and Corey Perry was was essential. You know, for me, and I can already see the benefits of adding those guys. And you know, Taylor Hall up front. You know, whether he sticks with them on the wing all season long, I'm not sure. Um, if he's got, you know, if he's, you never know. Is the chemistry going to be there? Can he read off of Connor Bedard? You know, I don't know about that just yet. We haven't seen a large enough sample just yet of that. So I, I would have to say, you know, I'd have to say this. It's going to be evolving, Kipper, you know, in, in terms of getting, as the years go on, getting higher picks. Cena, there's a kid named Kurashev. Uh, we always have Lucas Reichel. Um, you've, you've got uh, Kevin Korchinski, a seventh overall pick. So there are some, you know, there's some young players that are up and coming that we're probably not going to hear a lot about because everything's going to be on Connor Bedard. But uh, that's going to be the key uh, for uh, for Kyle Davidson and then the staff is to, you know, s- surround him with more great young players and hopefully real good draft picks along the way that are going to develop in the next couple of years. So they're in Toronto tonight. What uh, what can we anticipate from this Blackhawks team? Um, you know, haven't seen them a whole ton, one and two so far. What you know, outside of Connor Bedard, what's going on Blackhawk land, Banger? 
Well, I think that two, a couple of guys like that, Kevin Korczynski, I mean, yeah. right now he's, he's on the team as a 19-year-old and he's, and he's, you know, playing some big minutes, especially when they're behind. You can see that he's got great instincts with the puck and getting up the ice. Uh, I'm telling you what, we got some, uh, like, you know, like uh, Wyatt Kaiser came out of uh, Duluth and, and he looks like he's a player. He'll play tonight again on the on the blue line. Um, Lucas Reichel is a guy that, I think he's still trying to find his way as a centerman. He, he wears number 27. He's, he's uh, played the wing last year. He's got really good hands and good instincts, but the responsibility at center ice has been tough on these young kids. And, and, I, and I would say, too, you'll notice it tonight, like not winning a lot of face-offs. Uh, you know, the, the big matchup going up against Austin Matthews is, and then, then Tavares is going to be a real challenge for this group. But, but I'd say the young defenseman, and we're going to see Arvid Soderbloom tonight in net. He's a big six foot six goalie. He's the brother of Elmer of the uh, Detroit Red Wings organization. Hanger, I know we got to let you go, but uh, really appreciate your time. Thanks for making uh, time for us today. Thanks, Panger. You got it, big boy. Hey, All sorry right. I didn't pick up the phone today, Kipper. I was having a nice afternoon nap right there, buddy. I figured. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> I'll see you, pal. Okay. Take care. We don't get Darren Peter Pang. Mrazek tonight? Man. Okay. I really wanted We're, that. Did you hear some of the names he was rifling off outside hey. of Connor Bedard? <laughs> hey, pal. I'm, I'm like, looking through this tonight. I, I'm thinking... This could be the cookie monster night of all cookie monster nights. I, I think yeah. I think Austin has a chance to go back to back to back. We got Wyatt Kaiser, Alex Vlasic, uh, Mackenzie Entwistle. Uh, Boomst? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm going with is that there, anyway. Is there any odds right now on yes. Austin Matthews getting his third hat trick? We may be getting to those very odds all later right, on in the all show, right, my save friend. It then. That's okay. <laughs> I just, uh, They're not nearly as high as you think they would be. I, no. I'll just say that. I look at uh, the Chicago team, and and this has nothing to do with what I think of Connor Bedard, but I don't think he has a hope in hell of getting 80 points this year. Oh, I do. You do? I do. I mean, he's played... With who? With Taylor Hall. How long has he heard for? Ryan Donato's his other line mate? Listen, it's thin. Okay, usually it's when thin, a guy gets 80 or 90 points, there's yeah. someone really close beside him getting like 75, right. 80. right. right. Like can Ryan Donato get sixty? Can he? I don't know. I, I just you know he's got a point in every game so far. Here's my theory about this whole Bedard show. We've seen the start of the season for him, right? It's Boston and Vegas and Colorado and Toronto and all these huge venues. Eventually, it's going to calm down. He's going to start playing in Columbus and Dallas yeah. and you know around the I league. Know. You know what happens too? Eventually, maybe he'll you, exhale. You, you, the 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 buzz kind of wears off and it becomes a job and you know, you, you get some days you're, you're more tired and you're three and four nights and it's new. And you know, the, the demand on you off yeah. the ice, the commercials, the waiting for another take. I mean, that stuff piles on an 18 yeah. year old kid. Listen, 70, God bless him. If he can, points? if he can, I think 65, 70 would be a unbelievable year for him. And I, it's it's the lineup. Like he talked about this Lucas Reichel tonight. We'll watch him. On line two with Tyler Johnson and did, Taylor Radish. Did you just hear Panger talk about, well, you know, he's he's Minton. It's like... He's 19. Can he physically handle yeah, it? Is he, is he strong enough? Like, I don't know. Let's throw him in there and, and find out. At least Minton can follow behind Tavares and, uh, and Matthews. Who, this guy's got... 
Bedard in front of him who's barely getting his feet wet. Can I say a positive thing about the Blackhawks? Yeah, sure. Find I've, wa- it. I've watched a few of their games so far because I'm really interested in Bedard. I'm a big fan of his. Gotta say, I think he liked that Felino Dickinson Perry line. Well, wouldn't mind that they, as the, wouldn't they, mind that as the Leafs fourth yeah, line. Yeah, you want to send ten mil on their fourth line? Yeah, I, yeah it's a lot. <laughs> well, they, they're not. They suck anyway. They don't care. They're going to trade both those guys for picks at the deadline for yeah. sure. But like, but they're, they're great pickups. But, I love them giving those guys four million. The, the, we need they're NHLers. A se- they're second line right now. Yeah, I know. There'd be a fourth line on good teams, but yes. like they're leaning on guys. I actually like that line. They have a bit of Felino an identity. Dickinson Perry, yeah. great line. It's a good line on a bad team. For sure. sure. And they're probably not going to be as effective in game 45 as they are in game three and two or whatever, but yeah. So So let's talk a little bit about this responsibility on Bedard because we have some clips. Um, We got a Marner clip. We got Taylor Hall on Connor Bedard. The Taylor Hall one's really strong. Do you want to go to that and see see what his teammate thinks of all the responsibilities he's wearing? Love to hear it. All right. I think he's handling it really well. I mean, he does way too many in-game interviews and stuff. I think that they need to find a way to just let him play and but he's you know I think he understands his role as as a major ambassador for the game of hockey and and he's handling it so well he doesn't seem to be phased by it but I think that um you know it's it can be a little much for him at times he doesn't say that but it feels like it is good for him Wow. For Taylor Hall. Yes. Yeah he should be speaking up on him. behalf of the guy basically. He's, he's big picture stuff. Yeah. And what do you think Lou Lamorella would have done throw him with to Bedard? The wolves, that's all. What do you think Lamorella would have done with Bedard? I just know the rookies when I was with the Marlies under Lamorella, they couldn't even do interviews. They didn't play three and threes yeah. in the AHL. Well, first of all, that's a great question because we know Lou as Lou rules, yeah. and we watched it recently with Matthews and Marner and, and Willie. But you I just don't up. know. You lock it up. I don't know up. whether or not the. Uh, the pressure from the league and their PR and like, uh, ESPN and TNT. Colby with his couch would have said, <laughs> "Colby, hey, Colby on the show." Right? Yeah. He would have said, "No, no, we need this guy." And yeah. Lou, uh, you know, the league needs this guy. Get rid of your rules here because we need to sell this guy. And I think it would have put a tremendous amount of pressure on Lou. He would have fought hard, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm just not sure he would have won this particular one. Well, Panger said when we were talking to him there that they didn't have a morning skate today, yeah. which is very interesting. Yeah, nah, I don't know. There's two, they, there's they, two they played cool, on Saturday night. I know, but you can also say that it you could have you could have you could have saw that uh, canceled morning skate mm-hmm. in August, coming off Montreal, being pulled in your first. Hockey Night in Canada visit, you could have said, okay, we're not doing that again in Toronto. So mm-hmm. that, that could have been canceled like months ago. You don't throw, you, you definitely didn't want to throw them to the vultures this morning, day of coming out of Montreal. So I think it so was. So it was just planned from the start that I they were never going to have it. Okay. This morning skate was never going to happen for yeah. Connor Bedard. And with all due respect to Taylor Hall and Nick Felino and. Dickinson, nobody wants to hear from those guys. Jeez. <laughs> oh, All right, let's hear from uh, a couple other Maple Leafs on Connor Bedard. Who's going Felino's to, good at the media. Maybe yeah, you want to give a quote. Leggy. Come on. <laughs> oh, buddy. I we like Nick. I love Nick. I love on. Nick. By is the way, it... Connor Bedard is 25% at the faceoff dot this year. Matthews has been a top five NHL guy for the last couple of years, so good luck tonight. Yeah, most guys struggle in the dot. 
as okay. rookies. Yeah. yeah, there's actually a significant change as you get older. Yeah. You thrown uh, Mitch Marner's comments on him? Do you want to hear them, or did you want to go to Connor? I think we. Well, I mean, it's there are two different tones of clips. I mean, okay, let's you, go to Mitch pick. Marner first. Yeah, let's let's hear from Marner. All right. You know, I think uh, as a young guy, you're coming in here just to play the hockey game of it. Um, there is definitely expectations of when you're the first overall pick and how good um, the expectations are of you. That uh, you know, everyone wants to grab you and you know talk to you. So um, you can see from both sides of it. But you know, obviously, at some points, you just want to be out there playing the game of hockey that you grew up loving. So. Um, I can definitely see both sides. So I think he's a pretty good guy to ask about this, Marner. Uh, the ice as a safe haven, right? No one can bug me here. You just get to play. That's nice. Who was it that said about the glass in Montreal wasn't to keep stuff in? It was to keep everything out? I don't forget, <laughs> That's I don't forget a great who, line. I forget who said it. it was a, Recent? No, it was like an old-timey quote. Yeah. But the glass in Montreal, it's like, yeah. kind of like here. It's like, you It's know. your homework. Find out who, who said, said that? that. Yeah, okay. I'll do the Googling here. <laughs> the, <laughs> click, click, click. Outside of him shooting the puck, which we all want to see again tonight, yeah. uh, maybe the most impressive thing so far is the way he's handled this. Yeah. For an 18-year-old kid to say not necessarily uh, the right things, but to not say the wrong things. Right. Which is really tricky. Yeah, really tricky, and I, I think Sammy, I I got a quote, uh, a clip off of Connor, which I hope is the one that I asked you for. But this one, this one, re- is really impressive. About, now that you're a celebrity, about, I, I, about I, talking about Matthews, I, that's I, what you said, right? I assume that you mess up a lot since I we started. Am incredibly concerned. <laughs> so, right. want to play the clip? Let's I want to play it. the clip. Oh, God. Connor Bedard. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Um, I mean, obviously, he's someone that kind of I feel like kind of pioneered this certain shot or whatever and he's obviously he's got six and two so he's he's doing something right but uh yeah for me just getting to ever since he came in the league he's been someone I've loved to watch and uh you know looked up to just just how he plays the game and I think his shot's obviously something that everyone knows about but just his complete game and how he is in his own end how he is all around the ice is is pretty special and because he gets so many goals and is so good in the offensive zone I think that gets maybe overlooked so he's unreal player obviously one of the best in the league so i'm excited to go up against him okay like a lot of things over the last two years you, wrong you, you, uh, you, you missed my clip that i wanted <laughs> but that's okay because i'm going to tell everybody so what was the what clip it was, it was it was an extension of that but it was i think it was off the back uh comments that he said that it's just basically it's not just Austin Matthews. There's a lot of guys on Toronto that, you know, I'm looking forward to or I'm playing against. And, again, this just goes to show a little bit of his savvy mm-hmm. where he's already saying, don't make this about me, me versus and him. Austin. I'm yeah. playing the Toronto Maple Leafs, which I thought was really, yeah. really savvy and, and smart and maybe shows just – why he's been able to handle it yeah. so well up until this point. You're right, actually. He's really media savvy. Even, like, he gets his first point, and they win, and the pitcher's like, and then, you know, they lose, and he gets his first goal, and it's just stone-faced, right? Like, you know, I, I remember the interview after he got his first point, or sorry, the night they lost. They said, well, you know, how do you feel about your first NHL goal? And he said, well, we didn't get the two points, so it doesn't matter. You know, and it's just like, yes, it does. Matthews did that, too, after he scored. Uh, four goals in his yeah. debut. They asked him about yeah. it, and he's like, I had to turn over in overtime, and oh. we lost. Yeah. I, I don't know what I want him to say there. I guess that's different if you yeah. turn it over in OT, but, yeah. like, 
you're the Blackhawks. You lost to whoever it was opening night. Pretty good team. He's just you can tell parents upbringing. Uh, yeah, the right agent, the right advice, yeah. whatever it is. He's he's been he's been groomed really well for this uh, this stage right now. You just imagine this has been his life, this constant immersion. Because, yeah. like, instead, you know, obviously working on his game the whole time, but also taking all this off-ice training, coaching, these experiences, he'll be a pro at this by the time he's 20 years old. You just hope the Blackhawks don't blow it. Well, yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> well, just, I mean, like the number team. one, don't ask too much from this kid. Don't put the weight of the world on your shoulders and get him better players. Yeah, that's right? the biggest thing to me is just yeah. you need some support. There'll be some really good ones uh, come free agency, Sammy. Oh, yeah, Willie? Is that what you're getting at? Willie, to me, is an automatic in Chicago. Oh, if, man. If, How do you throw that in with 30 seconds before the break? Well, we'll pick it up after the break. Fine. But, uh, yeah, to me, if Willie mm-hmm. is oh, available. Okay. If now. If now. Okay. Awesome. Well, Bedard for Willie and Yarn Croc. Who's in? <laughs> <laughs> Throw it a second no. if you want. Bueller. All right, we got uh, Eric Francis uh, after the break. Plenty, including more Connor Bedard and why Sammy hates his number. Oh, Real Kipper born after the break. Come on back.